This is Plant-Based Briefing, From Slaughterhouse Worker to Vegan, The Work Made Me Sick, by Jade Chamberlain at Plant-Based News and posted at all-creatures.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the curated content plant-based podcast, where I read a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's post is from all-creatures.org. They're a nonprofit dedicated to cruelty-free living through a vegan lifestyle, and their website is filled with resources relating to animal issues. They have articles from various websites that they share. They've got poetry, stories, quotes, lots of good information. So check them out at all-creatures.org. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. From Slaughterhouse Worker to Vegan, The Work Made Me Sick by Jade Chamberlain at Plant-Based News, posted at all-creatures.org. Ex-slaughterhouse worker Craig Whitney sheds light on what it's really like to work in an Australian abattoir. Craig Whitney grew up with a childhood familiar to many others living in the Australian countryside. His father was a third-generation farmer living in Benalbo, New South Wales. It's common for kids to follow their dads around the farm, to learn his ways and stick by his side, he told Plant-Based News. At the ripe age of four, Whitney had already witnessed dogs being shot in front of him and cattle being branded, castrated, and dehorned. It kind of became a normalized part of my life, he admitted. As he grew older, his father began to discuss Whitney looking after the farm as a fourth-generation farmer. A Common Pattern This pattern seems to be all but too common to many Australian farmers today— According to Australian Farms Association, the majority of farms in Australia are still family-owned businesses, and there are some farms that have been passed down in the family for generations. Whitney managed to escape this pressure when he entered the world of foster care due to complications with his family. Cattle Abattoir At the age of 19, Whitney was convinced by a few friends to join them in working at a cattle abattoir in western New South Wales. At the time, he was in need of work, and the idea of working with mates seemed appealing. My first job was working as a floor boy on the kill floor, Whitney says. He admits working in this role was high risk in regards to safety. I spent most of the time dodging bodies as I tried to mop the floor clean from all the blood. Cows killed seconds earlier would have their hind legs chained up and would have their throats slit. They would move quite quickly on the assembly line towards me. Close Calls Whitney remembers having multiple close calls due to cows lashing out from nerve twitches whilst hooked up by chains. Cows lashing out after slaughter is common, and in February of this year a man was hospitalized in Germany with serious face injuries after a cow kicked him in the face due to a nerve impulse after being killed. In a statement, police said the cow was killed according to industry regulations. Some of the worst moments during Whitney's years of work were when cows escaped from the knocker box once their throat had already been slit. They ran on pure adrenaline and fear onto the blood rail and had to be shot. Whitney admitted that every now and then when a cow hadn't had their throat slit correctly, they would be fully conscious during their bleed-out. Working Fast During his time at work, Whitney was often forced to work faster than usual to meet the daily quota necessary. With the drought going on right now in Australia, I'm sure it would be full steam ahead. There's more demand than there is supply, so it's all about killing as many animals as fast as possible to maximize profit. 
There have always been injuries in every abattoir I've worked in. There were many times where I nearly lost my own fingers. With saw operators, the saying goes, always count your fingers. Most shockingly, Whitney witnessed a workmate lose his entire hand whilst following standard industry practices. Dangerous work. It appears these aren't isolated cases of workers being seriously injured. In 2010, a 34-year-old Indian migrant, Saral Singh, was decapitated while at work in a Melbourne chicken slaughterhouse. According to the Daily Mail, Mr. Singh was killed instantly when he was sucked into a fast-moving machine after being ordered to re-clean a packing area. Andy Medic addressed this incident in a speech in Parliament this year, representing the Animal Justice Party. Workers were ordered to return to work only hours after the blood of Saral Singh was wiped from the machinery, he said. Whitney admits, I felt sick in the stomach at first, but it was a job and I needed money. It was paying my rent at the time. After a while, I got used to it, and saying that now makes me horrified. Gateway to Australia According to Whitney, the majority of his work colleagues were Chinese, Indian, or Sudanese and were on a 457 temporary work skilled visa. Seventy percent of my workmates were migrants and many had families who wanted a better life here in Australia. After working for four years in the slaughterhouse, they would quit because by then they'd earned their Australian citizenship, he said. It's a gateway to get into Australia. According to Whitney, the industry is always looking for more workers. There's always work. The industry always was, always is, and always will be screaming for workers. Look up any abattoirs in Australia and you'll find work. They say you put 10 on and another 20 quit. Employees When it comes to being hired, it seems no one is concerned about looking into a potential employee's background. During his recruitment process, Whitney was never asked if he had a criminal record and was shocked to discover many of his workmates were hired despite having a history of domestic violence, arson attacks, or a history of drug abuse. The industry does not care about your background. As long as you turn up and get the job done, you'll be hired, he said. According to psychologist Claire Mann, spatial economist Dr. Steve Garlick discovered slaughterhouses are often built in areas close to Australian prisons. By doing so, people leaving prison hoping to assimilate back into society could easily find work at an abattoir, since work was always available and close to home. A downfall to this was ex-prisoners often found themselves falling back into violent behavior. Garlick refers to this as the revolving door of violence. Violent Crime A 2010 study by Canadian criminologist Amy Fitzgerald found violent crimes including sexual assault and rape increase in towns once an abattoir opened. Professor Fitzgerald says, It wasn't the nature of repetitive and dangerous work, but the act of slaughtering an animal that was to blame for the increase in violence. Shockingly, Carnet Prison Farm in Western Australia is a prison dedicated to teaching prisoners to slaughter and process animals. Its website claims the facility focuses on preparing prisoners for successful re-entry into the community when they are released, giving them job skills linked to agricultural production. The prison breeds cattle and sheep and has an abattoir, dairy, poultry farm, market gardens, and an orchard. Drug use. During his years of work, Whitney was also surprised by the use of heroin, cocaine, and marijuana. Workmates would get high on lunch break and try to numb themselves. It's not until you see the fear in a cow's eyes as they're unloaded one by one. That's when it all becomes too real. 
During his years working in the Australian animal agriculture industry, Whitney was flown around the world to work with industries internationally. He admitted, People seem to think that Australian standards are higher than other countries in the world. But at the end of the day, every animal being slaughtered and slaughterhouses globally are very similar. Quitting for good In 2013, Whitney quit the industry for good. People don't go public about it. They get another job and quit the industry, and that's the end of it. The industry might come after me for exposing what I am. It's taken me a while to step up and speak out. In 2018, Whitney became vegan after having a mental breakdown and suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. When he met some animal rights activists, his life took a turn for the better. In a recent Instagram post, he wrote, This is what I dream about now, activists liberating animals and freeing them from enslavement. Better than nightmares of precious babies having their throats cut for consumer addiction. Whitney concluded, If you know anyone working in the industry, encourage them to speak out and seek help. The best way to help slaughterhouse workers is to stop supporting industries that exploit animals by cutting out meat, eggs, and dairy. You just listened to From Slaughterhouse Worker to Vegan, The Work Made Me Sick by Jade Chamberlain at plantbasednews.org, published at all-creatures.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and I used to wonder how could anyone ever work in a slaughterhouse, but I now realize that was coming from a position of privilege. People do what they have to do. And I don't believe a slaughterhouse worker is any more guilty or responsible for the killing than anyone who pays for the killing to be done, meaning anyone who purchases or eats meat, dairy, or eggs is actually hiring these people to do the killing for them. So the best way, like he says at the end of the article, to support slaughterhouse workers is to stop demanding that they kill animals on your behalf. And I really hope that as we continue to transition to a plant-based and vegan world, that jobs in the food farming industry become available to these workers. And by food farming, I mean plant farming, because plants are food. Animals, sentient beings, are not food. In the same way that your family dog or cat is not food, or a human child is not food. You might be thinking, of course not. But we've simply been conditioned to think that non-human animals are food. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.